All right. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Ash. And we are Modus Operandi. A true crime podcast. That was better. That was better. Woo! Um, so today we are taking it way back. Only like, what, 100, 150 years? More than that? Um, 1930s. 1929, sorry. Okay, so that's almost 100 years. This is the same year my house was built. Ha, wild. Okay. So this one has been dubbed the closed door murder mystery. Takes place in New York, which I love. I think a lot of murders take place in New York, dog. I just like the idea of, like, old, like... 1920s, 1930s New York. You know what I mean? Like, the vibes are there for me. Only like a thousand people had to die for it to get there. Victim in our story is named Isadora Fink. Now, I'm pretty sure it's Isadora Fink. Now, when you look up articles written about this man, you know, journalism wasn't, uh, wasn't as, um, Taken as seriously in the 1920s, a lot of writers took a lot of liberties with things. Fact-checking was not something that happened. So there was Isidore Finch, Isidore Fink. There were several names given to him, but I'm fairly certain the name is Isidore Fink. So Isidora was a woman's name. Well, I don't know. Traditionally, in you know, the 1920s, I feel like that's very traditional. Anyways, this gentleman immigrated to the U.S. from uh, Galicia, Poland, and settled in New York after World War One. He not tr- a good time to be Polish in New York. Yeah, probably not. It's probably not. I think. Um, so he really did leave, live the American dream. This guy uh, saved his money and opened a laundromat business. Um, oh, yes, the dream. The I mean, dream of washing laundry. That was the dream. He had a nice, he owned his home. He had his own little business. I you mean, that's You're the right. dream. Owning like, property in New York, that is a dream. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> owning property in most of America at this point. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Or Canada. Apparently Canadian home prices are getting up there, too. Oh, really? Well, the market right now is wild. People are out here wilding, offering thousands of dollars over asking for places. It's it's crazy. Almost makes you want to sell your house. Almost? Are you kidding me? We were seriously talking about it. I, me too. I know. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, but the problem is you would have to then buy a place, like, or rent. But renting sucks, especially when you have two almost two hundred pound dogs. Yeah, I've yeah. Mine aren't quite that big, but I have a German Shepherd lab mix and a pit bull, so... And a rabbit. Fucking rabbit. So, um, yeah. We have two cats, and then I have a a trap out to try to catch this other cat up by the McDonald's. Yeah, because that's what you need. She is... I think she's pregnant, and she's, like, really, really young. And she's living right by a major road. At a McDonald's, eating nuggets... People cast off. That's not healthy. Nope. No one should be eating nuggets. I don't think she'll be fully rehabilitable. I might keep a kitten, but I think uh, we're going to try to find somebody who needs a barn cat for her. 
But uh, that sweet and sour sauce, though. Okay, no, the sweet and sour sauce is good. Not sponsored. But if you wanted to. <laughs> I'm trying to stop eating fast food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say that like every three months and then I don't do it. So... I said trying. We're, we're not expecting perfection, you know what I mean? Um, so anyways, back to Isadora. Um, he opened his laundromat business. He lived on a ground floor, floor apartment, like, underneath the business or, like, with the business. Um, he was a very cautious man. Some might say he was paranoid. In fact, some did say he was a paranoid man. Maybe he had a reason to be paranoid. Perhaps he did. That's one of the theories. The neighborhood he lived in was not the safest area and was rife with crimes, especially robbery. He always had multiple locks on his doors and windows. He often joked he would be robbed one day. Which I think is spooky and ominous now, but, like, before that, I think it was probably, like... I live in New York, not the greatest part of New York. Yeah. Um, It's inevitable. Some would say he knew that he was going to be a target or he, you know, whatever. Maybe he did. Maybe. They said he was paranoid. Maybe he had a reason. Maybe he's like a like a Polish spy or something. <laughs> that would be fucking dope. National super spy. Dude, all I've ever wanted is to be a spy. I'm not even kidding. That's all I've ever wanted in my whole life. I feel like the like the thought of being a spy is way cooler than the realities of being a spy. Like the travel, dope. Listen, I would do whatever they wanted me to do if I could be a spy. I really don't care. I would do anything. But, um... Not train. I would not do the training. That said, I am not athletic. I do not like weaponry of any kind. Yes, yes. I am not a good liar. I... Yeah, I mean, I don't think I would make a good spy, but if I thought that I could, like, legitimately be a spy, I would go all in. I fucking guarantee you. (laughs) If you need a spy who cannot withstand... Lies, Um, loud noises, talking to a lot of people. Yeah, I'm your girl. Is not athletic and also would probably fall asleep several times because jet lag would bring her down. (laughs) It would break her. Let us know. (laughs) World's worst spies waiting for a job. Our prices are high. If, If I drive three hours in any direction and leave my house for more than 24 hours, it takes me two to three days to recover. I'm not exaggerating. It's bad. A plus spy material right here. (laughs) But Isidore could have been a spy. Or maybe he, like, was like a... I think he was better spy material than I was, for sure. Maybe he's, like, a political refugee or something, you know? You never know. Like, he, like, smuggled himself over here because... He didn't have much choice. ...the home country. Could be. Could be. So, uh, the date is March 9th, 1929. A beautiful spring day. We assume. Although it's New York, so it's probably more like, what sound do pigeons make? March 9th, 1929. Beautiful spring day. 10.15 p.m. Isidore Fink returned home from delivering laundry to several of his clients at 4 East 132nd Street, New York, New York, at 10.30 p.m. It's a very specific time. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Um, at 10.30 p.m., his neighbor, Mr. Lachlan, Mrs. Lachlan Smith, um, I don't actually think that was her real name. It seemed like maybe that was a name she wanted to remain anonymous. Lachlan Smith. Lachlan? 
I don't know. Yeah, like locksmith. I got you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe that is a real name, in which case that is a wild coincidence. But anyways. Uh, so 1030, her, his neighbor, Mrs. Lachlan Smith, heard screams and loud, quick gunshots. She rushed to the Harlem police station to get help. The police officer just happened to be one, there just happened to be a police officer just nearby and rushed to the scene. Uh, so he arrived very quickly. I mean, within, within minutes. Maybe that's suspicious that the police officer just so happened to be nearby. Maybe Maybe. the police officer was the assassin murderer guy and he was able to get rid of all the evidence before anybody got there. Because I doubt that there was a lot of police officers just chilling on the streets in Harlem. That seems wild, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, you're right. I never thought of that before, but you're right. That is kind of weird. Okay. So, the officer was Albert Catterborn, the first to arrive. The front door was locked from the inside, and apparently the way the door was locked was not like locks nowadays where you can just, like, lock the door handle and close it behind you. Like, you actually had to, like... Key lock it. Yeah. Someone would have had to have been on the inside where you can lock the door in the windows. All the windows were locked. The officer ended up breaking a window above the door and asked the young a young boy to climb in and unlock the door from the inside. He breaks the windows. He's the guy who just so happened to pop up on the scene. Mm-hmm. Could have been a bullet hole in that window he broke before anybody saw it. Maybe could he have didn't been. notice it. Maybe he is the bad guy. Could have been. Could have been. Um, I just... I know it was 1929 Harlem and people were just wilding back then, but the fact that they pushed a child through a broken window, you know, where there was probably a dead body on the inside, is disturbing to say the very least. The very least. I guess tough times. Tough measures? Um, How did the kid unlock the door if you need a key? You need a key on the outside. Like, I'm saying, like, when you, like, you know, now you can turn the doorknob handle so it's locked and then shut the door behind you and the door would be locked. So if you, like, turn the knob, it would be locked. Yeah. Well, back then, like, to lock the door from the outside, you would have had to, like, put a key in the door and lock it. But the inside was still unlockable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're, like, talking about, like, a deadbolt sort of situation. Maybe not necessarily a deadbolt, but, like, the same kind of mechanism or, like... There is no way to lock it and then shut it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There is no way to lock it and then shut it. You had to have locked it with a key or it would have had to have been locked from the inside. Alright. So they push a young boy through a broken window because that's what we do in Harlem. Um, Inside, Mr. Isidore Fink lied dead on the floor. He was lying face down, three gunshot wounds. All three wounds had powder burns. Two to the chest and one to his left wrist. Possibly like he held his arm up in front of him in defense. He had money on him and his cash register had not been messed with. They were able to take fingerprints. The only prints that were found were those of the late Isidora Fink. No gun was found at the scene. The area was searched around the apartment. No gun was found. So the fact that there were powder burns on him indicates that it was at close range. Right. So even shooting it through the window, that's too far. That makes sense, yeah. Also, this is... These apartment the the ceilings were tall, tall. Yeah, so the angle wouldn't be right to go through a window and down. You know what I'm saying? This is a close range shot, yeah. man to man. Close range. 
The police did a thorough search of the apartment looking for any hidden doors or compartments, which to me that seems weird that they would like immediately look for hidden doors and compartments. Mm, it's the 1920s Prohibition era. like. Okay. I didn't think of that. Yeah. That's a good point. Looking for those Prohibition tunnels and entrance. I mean, yeah, just, I mean, seems, seems weird, but... New York Prohibition is probably, you know, very skirted. Laundromat would have been a good place to run, like, a... Yeah, speakeasy. out of, or... Oh, yeah. It would hide all the thumping noises. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you. Genius. Um... Also, isn't, like, a laundromat usually, like, what people choose to, like, literally launder their money through? Isn't that, yeah, like, okay. Like it's easy to kind of, oh, yeah. The laundromat made this much shirts. money. Yeah. <laughs> we washed a lot of shirts. <laughs> you don't know. There's shirt washing needs. So, no compartments or hidden things were found. Uh, nobody could find of any way that somebody could have gotten in or out of the place. Uh, the case remains unsolved. His key was on him. Okay. Good question, though. Yeah, no, I just, you search for the obvious answers and then Mm. uh, assume that he was a spy or a prohibitionist. Yes. Um, Now, does that mean somebody else didn't have a key? No. Not necessarily, but. I don't know who else would have had a key because, as we're going to find out, the neighbors said he didn't have a lot of visitors. There wasn't anybody that came to see him regularly that they ever saw or knew of. If we assume the killer was small and did fit through the small window, the transom window above, why did they just leave? Why didn't they just leave through the door? Like why, if they could, let's just say they did get in through a window, why didn't they just walk out the door or they climb back through the window? Because the first step in proving murder is proving it's possible, I guess. Hard to start looking for suspects if you can't even prove there's a way for there to be a suspect. I suppose. I guess, but it's it's 1929. Let's let's just say that. I know you think everybody before DNA should have gotten away with murder. I get. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like. It was so easy. People were just killing each other all the time. Unless you knew them, it was pretty much not going to be solved. Or somebody saw it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I just don't... I just... I just can't see somebody thinking like that. I just can't understand it. He's an assassin from the old country, Kristen. He's got A very to good do one. the acrobatics. So, so some people were asking, like, could he have locked the door behind someone after being shot three times? Why would um, he do that? Yeah, that was my thought. It was why would that? Why would he even do that? Because you would want somebody to come in to help you. So right. why would you? Also, there was no trail, like blood trails. It didn't look like he was like. He was shot that close. Even if it didn't kill him immediately, um, he probably passed out. Yeah, no, he fell over immediately, like, being shot three times. I don't see any other way. Ah, you get shot in the arm. Ooh. You know, he, like, backs Mm -hmm. up, and then he's getting shot again, and then the last shot, he's just like, ooh. Yep. 
Some believe he could have been shot through the window above the door, but from what I could see on the internet, um, and by, I'm by no means a gun expert, the powder burns seemed to indicate that he was shot at very close range. And again, the officer had to break open the window when he arrived, according to the report. Right. Now, do we know that that's true, like you were saying? No, because you can say whatever you want on a report. Should you? No. But... <laughs> well, we are. We all know the police are corrupt anyway, so... Even if... Yeah, but again, I don't think the trajectory would have been... No, the trajectory right. would be an issue. I mean, if he was doing it from a few buildings away, and he was, like, able to, like, look down, maybe he could have gotten it if he was, like, a primo best... But fucking the, sniper in 1920. But that doesn't explain whatever. the powder burns. Right, but that would not explain the power, powder burns. And, yeah, I think when I did my research for the other, the Grace Marks thing, I came across basically the same stuff. If you have yeah. powder burns, that's a very close range shot. Right. Usually. From what I understand. Yeah. Again, not an expert on guns. Some think he could have been shot in the hallway and ran into his apartment and locked the door behind him. But again, there would be blood spatter to, like, show that. And then, again, why would you get shot and then go into your apartment and lock yourself into your apartment? Why wouldn't you be seeking help if you have been shot? I mean, I guess nobody can really know until they've been in that situation, but it seems weird to me. The whole thing is weird. Isn't that the whole point of it? Yeah. That's all, like... No, it definitely is. Um, Some say it was suicide, but... I don't... That would be a weird suicide. Also, shooting yourself three times for suicide? I've never heard of that. How's he going to suicide himself? In the chest? And the wrist? Why would you shoot yourself in the wrist? You're like, let me just see if this hurts real bad. Shoot yourself in the wrist. Yep, that That sucks. That's real bad. (laughs) I I feel like if it was suicide, the angles would be... Very indicative of suicide. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. Because, like, if you're shooting yourself in the chest, it's, like, the angle's going to be very specific, I think. Yeah, again, if you, okay, let's just say that this dude's weird and did shoot himself in the chest, I could, okay, fine, maybe he shot himself in the chest. Right. I don't see him shooting himself in the wrist for suicide. That makes absolutely no sense to me Plus, at all. how did he get the second shot off? I don't know. That's, it seems like your body would, like, not allow you and to shoot like- a second time. Again, I don't know much about guns, but 1929, that wouldn't be, like, a gun you could just continuously fire. You'd have to, like... They have revolvers. Yeah, but don't you have to cock a revolver every time? Or no. Okay. No. I don't know much about guns. I don't don't shoot guns. (laughs) Two Uh, times to shoot himself in the chest. Yeah. No, I don't see... I don't see that happening. That doesn't make any sense to me. uh, Maybe if he had, like, like, a really long gun and... Like a, like a shotgun sort of situation? Yeah, but well, those, like... like shotgun. Yeah, oh. shotguns, like, they're, like, they, like, explode. Yeah. Like, they're, like, yeah, it's not, like, a one-shaped straight in and out. I'm just trying to, like, figure they're, out how he would have, like, you know what I mean? Like, how, what or maybe be? that's just buckshot. I don't know. Maybe it is just buckshot. Well, birdshot does it, too, and it's also fired up shotguns. Maybe it's, like, shotgun standard. I don't know. They do it in all the video games. But they probably <coughs> buckshot in the video games, so I don't know. Right. <laughs> this bitch said the video games. That's like the closest well, I've gotten to a gun in 20 years. In Bioshock. This is... There's no guns in Bioshock. There are guns. They have blaster things. They have guns. In Bioshock? In Bioshock. Hold on. What do you think? there are guns in Bioshock. I, guess I they, know. I always thought of Bioshock as, you know, like, they're like the underwater. 
and he like splicing the jeans and stuff. So I thought it was like natural weapons, like you give yourself claws or like really big muscles and you punch them to death or something. I haven't actually played through Bioshock. <laughs> I just know like the I gist tried because I really liked the gist of the story, but um, I hate first person games. Like it makes me sick for some reason. Oh yeah, me too. And then um, also I'm terrible at video games. Like. I think I'm, I can't walk and look around at the same time. <laughs> like I think I'm decent at video games, but Jones is so good. Like yeah. he's so good. Yeah. And playing with him is really frustrating because it's like I'm holding him back. Mm-hmm. Or if we're playing versus, he's just like wiping the floor with me. Right. The only thing we play together, I mean, honestly, most of the time is like Mortal Kombat. Overcooked. Oh, I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's like you play little. Um, like, little round people that look like weeble wobbles, basically. <laughs> and you cook, uh, like, food, just, like, sushi and pizza and stuff. But you have to do it, like, with a timer, and you have to, like, send the orders out quickly and in order and stuff, and you have to help each other out, and then you have to, like, grab the dishes that you serve the stuff on and, like, wash them. Because Ashley has to be superior at every game. I'm not saying I have to be superior at every game, but it's really demoralizing to be so much worse, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I was trying to look up the double barrel shotgun question. Like, do all shotguns like do the explosions? Yeah, it it looks like to me that all shotguns like basically do that like um, explosion. Yeah, like they, shot they're kind not of like scattered. They're not good at. Um, you're not going to get one hole. No, it's, and you're not going to get two holes either, or even three. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a hole situation six plus i don't know yeah spitballing here that's the best i can come up with from the google if you have more information we'd love to hear from you um my thought was maybe he was like able to prop it up and like 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 kurt cobain style are we really using that okay listen (laughs) kurt cobain didn't kill himself people i don't believe that story either i'm just saying like if we're looking for a way that he could have suicided that's the only like sort of plausible way which is the same reason they decided that that's what happened to kurt but that's a completely different story it's not what happened maybe he was like really really industrious and he set up like a trap that is another one of the theories which is um why they heart they they like made a big deal about like trying to find a secret compartment or like a thing because like if he did set up something to kill himself like that in that manner, they would have found it. Yeah, it would have been obvious. Like, why would he hide it? He he. How could he hide it? How could he hide it? Ignoring the house, we're gonna we're just. He is really really industrious, and he yes. has hidden, slide away compartments to hide his contraption. Yeah, like why? Inspector Gadget style. Why? Yeah, I don't know. That's exactly what I was thinking when I said that, by the way. So, I read in a YouTube video that, um, I read a comment on a... sources. Sorry. I read a comment on a YouTube video. I know. I'm just looking... I was just looking for theories. And so... (laughs) I'm just... Yeah. So, I read a comment on a YouTube video, and this guy thinks that the kid who went in to unlock the door just took the gun. Why? Yeah, why? Also... How would the police officer not have noticed that this child had a fucking gun? Yeah. It, that doesn't and again, to me either. The kid picks up the gun, but we still have to explain how he shot himself three times right. to kill himself. And why would he shoot himself in the wrist? Or 
how the person got out that did kill him. Maybe it was the kid. You said it had to be somebody small to fit through the transom window. Why would this child have killed this man? I'm not thinking... I don't think the child did it. I'm just... If we're putting all of the theories out there, because apparently everything's valid, like... I mean... Maybe the kid did it. Maybe the child. Maybe Maybe he wasn't a child. Maybe he was just a very, very short man with a young-looking face. (laughs) (laughs) He was from the motherland. What? (laughs) Um, he was... I was making a joke saying he you know was what? from I had, Poland. like, a, a band director who was, like, very, very Polish, and um, she looked incredibly young. Oh, yeah, with the big, oh, pretty girl. Yeah. Big cheeks, I remember her. She, um, she looked pretty young. Like, she probably could have passed for, like, 16, and she was, like, in her late 20s. Yeah. So maybe the Poles universally, like, I've never been to Poland, I don't know. <laughs> That's um, probably not true, but there could be people with good genes anywhere. He's a grown man who looks like a nine-year-old. <laughs> so it's a ridiculous um, explanation, too. So, regardless of the fact of how this murder could have happened, I think the more interesting question is why this murder might have happened. The landlord, Max Schwarz, swears he had never seen any enemies or even close friends or women that visited him often. He never saw Isadora at interact with anybody more than on like a passing level so he can't imagine anybody being close enough to care to want him dead yeah but i have two previous theories that would explain this one he was a spy and or a refuge and he was killed by an alternate spy and or refuge it's a good theory just a spy in that case it's a good theory or he's doing prohibition stuff is when he came up through the prohibition tunnels and he either wanted out or he wasn't paying up how much he was supposed to, and he was, like, gang-style, mm-hmm. mafia, boss, shot. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking um, of a different word, but yeah, shot. No, that's honestly, to me, the, Executed, that's what I was going for. Yeah, honestly, to me, that's the thing that makes the most sense. Again, he owned a laundromat. It is not uncommon for gangs to extort money from small businesses or use their businesses for money laundering or other shady dealings. Um, police found no evidence, quote, that he, that looked like he, this was the case. I can't imagine that the shady gang members and extortionists are uh, very forthcoming with their paperwork, so to me that means jack nothing. Also, even if it was just like a protection thing, like isn't that like a big mob thing is like protection mm-hmm. rackets? Yep. So it's like he didn't want to pay for protection anymore, so the mob guy's like, well, I'll kill you and I'll get some money in here who will. It's possible. Didn't they have enough people on the tape, like, in the police department that they would have made up details or, like, covered up the crime? I imagine. That's probably the most, like, logical explanation. And to me, that's that's the answer. But we will never know. And regardless, I do, I just want to know how they did it because the facts aren't adding up unless they had a key because they, like, were, quote, protecting him or something. Yeah, I mean, they are. If they were extorting him to that point, and he finally got to it, maybe they did have a key previously. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe the door wasn't locked, and that was just a thing made up by the cops, so it was harder to find who did it, because yeah, but then why he's would, on the take, you know what I why mean? Why would the cop shove a small child through a broken window? To sell window? the story. <laughs> oh uh, no, the door's locked. What are we going to do? Hey, you know, go unlock the door. And the kid's not going to be like, hey, the door's already unlocked. He's just going to be like, ooh. <laughs> Probably. Um, 
The New York police commissioner at the time, Edward Mulroney, said the case was unsolvable. Actually, I think he said unsoluble, but I'm sure that he meant unsolvable. And it was just a misprint or a misquote or this guy was, I don't know. But um, he seemed to believe that there was not an answer to be found. Apparently, he was right. It's really easy to claim an answer can't be found when you're being paid to not find an answer, though. True. Yeah. But Edward Mulroney, that's like the best name. That is, that is, that's a great 1920s cop name. Exactly. That is the epitome of... Like, he was born to do one job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, tell us your thoughts, which theories you like. Yeah, and uh, we'll link uh, all of our sources and stuff on the show notes. So, uh, find us on the socials and let us know what you think. You can find us on the socials at, um... At ModusMurder. Or you can send us a Gmail at modus.operandi93 at gmail.com. Okay, bye. See you next time.